Hello world, it is Tuesday, April 20th. I'm Colin, I'm here with Kenny. This is Hacker News TLDR. Kenny, what's on Hacker News? Well, before we get into the top stories of the day, we have some real-time follow-up from yesterday, which I guess is not that real-time. We have some one-day-later follow-up about the Tesla story. So there was the Tesla crash, two people died. We were talking about how it's very strange that there was no one in the driver's seat and that that was pretty dumb. Well, there's still no one in the driver's seat, but the story is more strange. gets a little more weird now because Elon Musk responded that, first of all, that car that crashed did not buy the full self-driving package. So it doesn't have the full self-driving capability. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. second, so that's like the getting close to fully autonomous mode but and then second there's autopilot which every tesla now has and they say from the logs autopilot was not engaged what so now we have a crash two people died nobody was in the driver's seat and they claim they say so far there's no full self-driving on the car and autopilot wasn't on (laughs) so what it (laughs) What happened? That's insane. It's really weird. So they're like, how? How? Okay. How is the car nobody even has going offered, at any rate of speed? Nobody has offered a theory on this, seemingly, and I don't understand why. I spent quite a bit of time looking around and then just thinking about it yesterday. Oh, and there was one more follow-up: is that I was complaining about the safety features that they've chose that they haven't. Like people have complained that they haven't implemented safety features to require people paying attention during autopilot and full self-driving. It actually turns out that there are two. The first is that there's a weight on the seat, so it has to seem like somebody is in the driver's seat by by seeing if there's weight on the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. And your hands have to be on the steering wheel every 10 seconds. So if 10 seconds goes by with your hand off the steering wheel, it stops it. So not... It's it is it's not foolproof, and it like and I actually there were some videos linked of some true idiots uh, uh, getting around this by like putting weights on the steering wheel and weights on the seat <laughs> and then recording TikTok videos in the back seat. <laughs> so, I mean that's that's the worst thing I've ever heard. But that's yeah it's yeah. I also want to go watch those TikToks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just, you, actually, this one is just, it's kind of impressive how stupid this person has been. Wow. Uh, but anyways, so, so you could, like, you could theoretically get around it, but it's, doesn't, it's not trivial. And they claim it wasn't on at all. This is it. So how did this Very crash? curious case. <laughs> yeah, this is so strange. Maybe the guy who's in the back seat, you know, they, he was driving the car and he just got so fed up with the other guy in the passenger seat that he just like floored it and then just like jumped into the back seat and steered towards a tree and uh <laughs> you know figured that he would make it and uh, the other guy wouldn't yeah i don't know it's weird the other thing is that these i can't i can't find their ages again but they were not like young people mm-hmm. like they were like in their 50s it's very the whole thing is very strange wow well very excited to follow that story if we're going to get any more details or theories. Yeah, really. Is, I mean, I guess there's not really any other like data sources. It's not like we're going to, uh, I don't know, 
see a, a video to or like there's not a black box recording where we can figure out what actually happened here uh, yeah there are there are the logs though the tesla has uh that like get sent like logs from the car get sent to tesla every time there's a crash but hmm. and also there is like a lot of bad press like it looks bad from the photos and the fact that two people died so i'm sure i, I do think tesla will come out with some explanation eventually so yeah that should be interesting i liked something that was a it was a show hn called the hot dog web browser which is uh just this guy trying to build his own uh, web browser and browser engine entirely from scratch and uh it's called hot dog and uh you know he's it's all written in go he's just doing it kind of like as a as a learning project and he's like just building everything from scratch like the html parser the dom tree layout engine css parser uh a whole like wow. you you know ui toolkit with like you know an event handling system for clicks and whatnot uh yeah caching file system http requests oh my gosh and uh, they all each of those components have ketchup themed names like uh, or sorry hot dog themed names like ketchup mayo mustard bun i guess he goes off the rails a little bit and just calls it calls uh let's see the drawing routines and text rendering engine is called gg and then the <laughs> requests uh cache and file system handlers are all called sauce which seems a little <laughs> odd since they already had ketchup mayo and mustard you know which are all sauce yeah this is this 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 hot dog is doesn't yeah wow doesn't make a lot of sense i mean it's just like heavily sauced <laughs> very heavily sauced it has all the condiments I mean, yeah, but like no, but like no onions, no or onions, no, no relish, no relish. Yeah, chili, go hard, go hard, chili yeah. dog it. Yeah. What? There's a place that like has a particular hot dog that they're famous for. Maybe Chicago. I don't know. Uh, zero idea. I'm sure there's oh, well. lots of places. Um, cool. Well, good luck to this guy. I think that sounds like it's going to take a couple decades for one person to do, but yeah. Maybe he'll do everything really simply and it'll be beautiful. I hope so. That's right. Maybe he'll fix the web like we've been <laughs> talking about for months. That would be fun. I do hope somebody fixes the web. <laughs> I just, uh, this is just the kind of open source project that uh, I really just can't even comprehend wanting to do it. And that's nothing <laughs> against this guy. I'm sure he's learning a ton. But, uh, you know, it's nice, I guess, that this is all obviously a joke. So, like, it's not like people are going to be like opening issues and like, I don't know, actually trying to, uh, you know, asking him to implement new features. Like no one cares about the status of this project, but uh, starting right. a project of this complexity is, uh, you know, it's just so like, it's such a good way to, you know, ruin your life <laughs> <laughs> if, if it is something that people actually use. Uh, yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. Someone built like, a big like a vs code plugin or extension for restructured text which is kind of like a markdown uh alternative that like has a few more features and mm -hmm. uh literally like no one almost no one uses restructured text in markdown to get uh, or and uh in vs code because it's like a python thing uh but this guy did it mm -hmm. and had to like implement like a whole restructured text parser and it's like this really complicated bit of tooling that has to like you know rewrite files on save and do all that jazz and uh damn it's like you know it's a kind of project where you're like your usage to like issues that you have to deal with ratio is terrible and yeah. uh gonna get a lot of issues on that yeah there were so many so 
I don't know. Bold play. Anyway, hot dog is fun. <laughs> yeah, good naming. Good naming. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> well, there was a cool, there was a cool Stack Overflow blog called "How Often Do People Copy and Paste from Stack Overflow?" Now we know. So this was pretty fun. They had that April Fools. I don't know if we talked about this. Did we talk about this on the show? There was the April Fools Stack Overflow where they made it a subscription service to be able to copy and paste from Stack Overflow. <laughs> so they. I had not heard that. That's great. Oh, really? It was pretty funny. Yeah, it, there was like a little pop-up on April 1st that was like, you have two copies remaining. <laughs> and when you copied, it would it would decrease <laughs> until it put up the poppers and you have to, you have to pay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which is incredible. Which, yeah, it's a great April Fool's uh, <laughs> joke. But now that they had the tooling of, the, of watching for copy and pastes, they kept it around. And they released a blog post today where they have all sorts of cool-looking charts about uh, how many copies and how many copies happen. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, like, as an example, there were 40 million copies across 7 million posts uh, between March 26th and April 9th. Oh, my God. (laughs) Over two weeks, people copied 40 million things. But they just have some cool charts on this about... Uh, sorting by do the people with tons of uh, points copy more or copy less uh, copy events by how popular how, like the score of the question they're all just yeah. cool charts uh, about how people use Stack Overflow it's kind of cool very interesting so more maybe this is inevitable but more copies happen on non-accepted answers I feel like uh, I guess that makes sense because there's only one accepted answer, but possibly many unaccepted ones. But uh, one of Stack Overflow's big problems is the fact that you know the original creator of a question can flag something as accepted, and then ten years pass, and like the answer's not yeah. even close to right anymore. Uh, I feel like it's kind of an unsolved problem. Uh, where I, I feel like more and more the answer that I'm looking for is like some second answer that's not accepted. That's like. The above answer has been obsolete since 2011. It's like, you know, interesting using jQuery yeah. or something. Right. I was going to say, I'm sure that happens in the web world more than in, like Python. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, there was this a big, uh, I guess, RFC release to the Python community for uh, user defined like type annotations, uh, something like that. It's like kind mm-hmm. of Python trying to catch up with, uh, with TypeScript where you're uh, don't bother. Just stick with the no types. Well, Come on. It was, Come on, uh, Python. The RFC was created your by this guy named, uh, uh, I'm seeing here, Guido Van Rossum. Hmm. Never heard of him. <laughs> Probably so, a uh, noob. Uh-huh, yeah. Some guy coming in, just some young hotshot trying to uh, make his mark. And, uh, well, you know, you're, you're, you're probably going to lose this uh, debate long-term, Kenny. I just want you to be aware. We shall see. We shall see. Millions and millions of lines of code are written every day <laughs> no, with uh, no static typing. Uh-huh. Uh, something that we are, of course, obliged to mention is this Git repo called uh, A List of Hacker News's Undocumented Features and Behaviors. This is wild. Did you see this? Yeah, this just seems like somebody trying to capitalize on the Hacker News name to uh, to get some attention. Yeah, that is feel. true. It's very opportunistic and, and just disgusting, honestly. That's is really my take on this. I mean, who would do that? 
but you know, hey, hey you got two point four K stars, so uh, you know, in another way, totally worth it and uh good for this guy. <laughs> yeah. The I do use the um I, I happen to have above two hundred and fifty one karma on hacker news, not to brag. Wow. But I I do set my top heading to a different color. Interesting. I also have that many, but I've uh I've never really considered it. What's huh. your, what color do you set it to? I set it to A A F F F F. I'm doing that now. It's really? gonna be it's jarring. <laughs> yeah. It's like I a bright blue. That's uh you do you, man. I don't know if I like it. Oh also I actually think it. it's like the compliment complimentary i can't remember why i set the this exact uh hex code but i think it's the complimentary color to, to the orange the dark the dark orange that is the default interesting okay well it's uh it's a it's a bold stylistic choice <laughs> not the one i would have gone with <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna do now i'm just gonna spend the rest of today trying different top colors but uh yeah i feel like over time we've gen you know i've generally picked up on most of these features but it's definitely things that like almost like most people have never heard of who are on hacker news like the fact that you can downvote once you have over 500 karma uh how like the flagging a uh, flagging versus vouching works the difference between flagged and dead where dead things are usually killed by moderators um yeah all the anti-voting manipulation and the fact that yeah like, that one sending your that friends. one's interesting yeah i guess i would like to see you know the quote-unquote trick that he's talking about where you can tell your friends to go to slash newest and then yeah find that's your... the trick that i that i've told people and apparently that doesn't work yeah it would have been nice to know why it doesn't work <laughs> but like yeah the, <laughs> the other thing is i feel like the only time people go to newest is to do this trick so <laughs> like maybe maybe it's actually super easy to implement uh this into the voting ring logic but then uh yeah second chance pool the edit delete time limits i actually didn't know the numbers on these i just knew that at a certain point you you know you can edit it initially but then later on it gets locked apparently it's within two hours um and only if it has no replies interesting or sorry that's oh that's for deletion so you can delete it only if it has no replies fascinating mm. uh yeah and so it's uh it's a good uh, aggregation of all of these different features. Yeah. Oh, and then the fact yeah, that uh, Ask HNs get uh, are implicitly downranked um, compared to posts that you know actually have URLs. Oh, and there was a section on favoritism towards YC companies, which I feel like we've brought up several times now, but uh, it didn't really dig into it. It just says it's just listing the fact that YC companies can do a launch HN, uh, that they are able to do sponsored like recruiting posts. Uh, it looks like, yeah, and it's just says there's no evidence that uh, the moderators uh, try to kill submissions that are critical of YC startups. <laughs> In fact, they try to avoid it explicitly. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, good well, stuff. with that, we are out of time. How about that? We will see you folks tomorrow. See you.